Hello, this is Michael Novenson with Information Security Media Group. I'm joined this afternoon by Yotam Segev. He is the co-founder and CEO at Sayera. Good afternoon, Yotam. How are you? I'm great, Michael. Great to be here. Thanks so much for making the time. I wanted to start off with by talking about the $60 million Series A investment you received back in March from Sequoia. What have you used the money for over the past several months? So the money for us was first, first and foremost an enabler to continue investing in our technology and in our product. Most of the investment has been the Israeli side, let's call it, of the company uh, where engineers and product teams are. We're going after a very big problem, a huge problem. We feel like we, we've only started to deliver the solution that customers are looking for and a lot of investment is required there. So that has been the basis of our investment. And of course, to grow our go-to-market presence in the States, to bring in experienced enterprise security leaders uh, that are able to grow our business and presence here in the United States and help us partner with the best companies in the world. What are some of the most significant technology R&D investments that you've made this year with the money? So when we're looking at the problem of cloud data security, perhaps data security in general, our feeling is that what the, the customers need most is the ability to get the value, but do it easily. That has two elements for us. One is time to value. How fast can we make a dent in the organization's security posture or actually fix a dent? That would be better. And how automatic can we make the value chain for the customer? Everybody is lacking expertise and manpower in the security industry today. And part of what we're looking to do as a modern contemporary security vendor is provide the value in a way that's very accessible and easy to consume for the customers. It doesn't require a lot of full-time employees and a ton of expertise in order to, to reap the benefits. Where do you feel legacy data security offerings have fallen short? I think that the way legacy data security offerings operate, usually over the network with service accounts, leaves them weak in two, two aspects. They're very, very hard and cumbersome to deploy and implement. Uh, these projects used to take an extremely long time for organizations uh, to undergo, and sometimes they just couldn't succeed. And they also left those solutions without context. Understanding data is all about contextualizing. And when you're uh, looking at a database that somebody pointed you at for a specific data type that somebody told you to look for, how much context do you have around what you're finding? You can say if it's there or not, maybe but you can't really put it in the full context of things and help the organizations turn it into an actionable finding that can really improve the security posture quick. What are some of the challenges associated with providing context around data and how have you worked at Sayer to overcome them? I think one of the greatest challenges is just in how many different places data resides. When we're looking at organizations today, only in the cloud we have AWS, Azure, GCP, OCI, which is gaining traction, Snowflake, Databricks, Office 365, Google Drive, Salesforce, the list goes on and on. Each of these systems has its own unique characteristics. It's our responsibility to unify and simplify the way we protect data in all of these different environments for the customer and make it a feasible task. How do all of those different products that you just named, how, how does that add complexity and what are some of the ways which you've worked to try to navigate through the complexity of there being so many different tools that organizations are using. We see our role as being able 
to foster the expertise that is required to understand the data and secure the data in each of these different We are cultivating that expertise at home as part of the Sayera R&D team. We're trying to make it accessible to the customers in a way that's uniform across different platforms that have different mechanisms, different names for their mechanisms, and make it uniform and simple. And the art of it is walking that delicate line between how granular and accurate your controls are and specific to the specific platform and what it provides, and how general they are and applicable to more platforms than just that specific platform. How can you talk about AWS, Snowflake, and Office 365 with a uniform security syntax? And data is the key to that. Data allows us to find a uniform syntax to secure all of these different environments, and especially the data in them. How have you gone about doing that then? unifying the AWS, the Snowflake, and the Office 365 to create that common language. Really simply put, we try to answer three questions for our customers. And by answering those three questions automatically and continuously across all of these different platforms, we're able to drive data security, the data security governance initiatives very, very quickly. Those questions are, where is our sensitive data? Is it at risk? And what do we do about it? With those three questions, being answered, we're seeing organizations detecting very meaningful risk to their environments and to their customers' data. We're seeing organizations assessing their overall security posture, where they are and where they want to be a month, in 12 months, and in three years. And we're seeing organizations remediating issues that really put the organization at risk. And if you're able to find them before they materialize and take care of them, that puts you ahead of the pack and in a very good position. When people hear about data security, a lot of times people think about DLP. How is Sayara's approach to data security different from traditional DLP? I think that DLP is a very interesting term in the industry. It kind of became one-stop shop for all the technical controls that we put around our data. And much of the approach there was focused on what happens when a user is pulling down data from one of our environments. I think that today security is trying to be much more of an enabler than a blocker. And that scenario, though important and it needs to be handled, is not the main scenario today. Much of what we're doing from a preventative standpoint is not blocking. It's changing the configurations, the permissions, it's changing the posture. And that's preventative just the same as blocking is, but it's a different approach that doesn't create the same friction and tension with the business. You're not stopping anything from happening while it's happening, but you're making sure that only things that should happen do happen. What are some of the most common changes that you make to security configuration or security posture to help organizations better defend themselves? I think that some of the most common use cases that our customers are using the platform when are solving are, first of all, public exposure of data. Now, everybody knows that the buckets can be open to the internet, but the real challenge is to be able to identify exactly which objects in those buckets are open to the internet and are sensitive and shouldn't have been open to the internet. And sometimes we're saying that out of 100 million objects that an organization is storing on their buckets, only a fraction of those are really publicly accessible and a fraction of those are sensitive and shouldn't have been. But that fraction is still thousands of objects that contain sensitive information and are accessible on the internet. We're seeing a lot of organizations suffering from the dispersion of data across their environments. For example, 
production data, real customer information that's propagating to dev and test environments. Developers, data scientists, they prefer to test the systems with the real data. It always works better for them. But from a security perspective, it breaks one of the key and core foundations of our security approach, which is to segregate production environments from dev and test. That's another issue that we're identifying and solving with customers rapidly and in big numbers. Very interesting. I know you earlier in our conversation had mentioned automation. Why is automation so important in addressing the issues around data security and data protection? I think that security teams today are overwhelmed. There is so much pressure being put on these teams, so many requirements and so many changes in the organizations that they're attempting to secure that they're just stretched too thin. And the last thing a security team is looking for is a project. They don't want another project. They want to secure, to buy products that solve problems by themselves. For us at Sayera, that's the point of automation. Automation means that we're able to create, to drive the customer through the value chain without requiring a lot of effort and a lot of investment from their side, from their very precious and limited resources. And I think that if we're able to do that, it's extremely valuable to I want to return to something you mentioned a moment ago. How do you strike the balance between the developer's desire to want to work in production environments, make sure things will work in real life, with the security risk associated with that? How do you balance security and productivity when it comes to using production environments versus using dev environments? I think the first part of it is awareness. Oftentimes, we are saying that the security teams are unaware of what the situation is on the ground. And the first part of dealing with this challenge and finding the balance is knowing where you stand. What's the situation today? And yes, not all organizations can completely eradicate this uh, behavior but they can definitely put boundaries around it and limits around it. And through communication and understanding of the needs from both sides, security and the development, find ways to to find the middle ground. Oftentimes, using a a dedicated environment that is treated as an ultra-secure environment, the same as production, but is used for testing. That's a balance we're seeing uh, CISOs strike with their uh, R&D counterparts in many organizations. When you limit the time scope that that data is there, that also helps put the risk under control and make sure that you know where the problem starts and when it ends. Absolutely. I want to talk a little bit specifically about Sayara here. I know your R&D technology teams are in Israel. You mentioned as well using the 60 million that you received earlier this year to try to build out go-to-market in the U.S. What are some of the specific investments you've made from a go-to-market standpoint? For us, the go-to-market uh, right now is based on mostly sales, marketing, and channel power. I think that coming from Israel, entering the U.S. market is a challenge and also an opportunity. You have to build new relationships. You have to get acquainted with the organizations on the ground and build that level of trust that is so important to security organizations on all sides of, of the industry. What do you see as the profile of a typical Sayara customer in terms of size, vertical focus, geography? What do they look like? We're focused on the U.S. market today. The size of the customers that we're addressing are the biggest organizations in the world. The Fortune 500 customers are, are uh, bread and butter. I think that specifically the, the kind of uh, organizations that we're helping are usually those that have adopted a cloud-first mentality. That doesn't mean that they've moved everything to the cloud, and it doesn't mean that everything is going to be in the cloud tomorrow, but they understand that the future for their IT is in the cloud, and they're looking for the best ways, the most modern approaches 
to make sure that those cloud environments are even more secure than what they had on-premise and that they're doing it with less resources and less investment than they did before. And that's where Sierra comes in and is able to really accelerate their problem. When speaking to prospects in a competitive bid scenario, which other data security vendors are you encountering most often? And, and what have you found allows you to win over some of your most common competitors? Well, I think the two that come up the most for us are Honest and BID, two great companies with fantastic histories behind them. What enables us to win in these competitive situations are the focus on the cloud. Our ability in the cloud to provide a level of controlization that was just not something you could do on-premise. That gives us a leg up and we're, we're leveraging it all the way. So we're really trying to invest in the ability to solve problems in the cloud in a very meaningful way for customers. And that's something that vendors that started their journey in the on-prem world have a challenge to do. Interesting. Let me ask you here finally to gaze into the crystal ball here, looking ahead to 2023. What do you see coming down the pike? What are some of the big things that you're going to be focused on attempting to address at Sayer in the year ahead? So for us, much of the investment in the next year is going to go into widening our coverage, being able to cover more and more environments and more and more platforms serve as meaningful data backbones for customers and making two big investments from a product perspective into the access part around the data, who can access the data, who is accessing the data, and really provide those DLP capabilities, but without uh, breaking the business or getting in the way of it. And also into the data in motion, data flows part of things. Uh, that is an interesting aspect. GDPR uh, coined the term data flow mapping. Many organizations are looking to understand where their data is flowing inside the organization, but also out. Those are the, the three big investments for us. Interesting stuff. Yotam, thank you so much here for the time. Thank you, Michael. It was a pleasure. We've been speaking with Yotam Segev. He is the co-founder and CEO of Sayara. For Information Security Media Group, this is Michael Novenson. Have a nice day.